Hey, welcome to the Life with Lauren podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Arrow, and I'm here to talk all things beauty, wellness, and real life. No topic is off limits. We're going to cover it all. I'm so happy you're here with me. Thank you for listening. I have my sister here again. So this is part two of my interview with her. If you missed part one, we talk about labor and delivery. She's a labor and delivery nurse. We talk about her experience nursing in California versus Tennessee. We talk about my miscarriage and some other stuff. So if you missed that one and you want to hear any of that, go check that episode out. And yeah, I'm excited to continue this chat. It's so fun being here. You're a natural. I feel like your voice is so much more soothing than mine too. Well, it's my job helps with that. <laughs> People hope to have a soothing voice nurse, but thank you for saying that. That is a good point. It's. Yes. It makes me so happy to hear that I'm able to provide a soothing environment for my patients. Now, if you ask my husband or kids, they probably will not say the same thing. (laughs) So Diana is 39. She's four years older than me. And we were never really in school at the same time together. Well, we did go to like elementary school together. We took the bus and you had all your friends like bully me. Oh, I made you pinch the fifth grade boys butts. Yeah. That was my thing. I would go around and pinch boys' butts. You would like point, like, go do him. And I would pinch their butts. It was the weirdest thing. I remember one time. People hated me because of that, by the way. I know, but I didn't, when you're a kid, you don't think of it that way. You're like, this is funny. Yeah, my kindergarten sister. There was one time, Matt Small, this poor guy, um, I told you to go pinch his butt and you ran after him and you slipped and fell. And you ended up right between his legs underneath him. And then you shoved your fingers straight up. <laughs> I think it went right up his booty hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> if any of you know Matt Small from San Diego, tell him I apologize. <laughs> my sister made me do it. <laughs> I'm going to get you a sticker that says that. Seriously. <laughs> I don't really remember much of my childhood. I do remember the bus. Like riding the bus with you to school. But then you kind of, I mean, because you were older, you, and you switched to La Costa Canyon. Mm-hmm. It was like the first year it was open or something, the second year. Second year. Yeah. So Diana was like the original Maverick. <laughs> she named her son Maverick. <laughs> yeah. Did I you did. name him after? I just put that together. You just did? Did you name him after your high school mascot? Of course I did. So that'd be like me naming my kid Mustang. That's not a bad name. Mustang? No. She's nuts. Well, Jesse was so hard picking names. Like, I really wanted him to be Blake. I thought Blake would have been a great name. Oh, he would be a good Blake. I could see that. Yes, right? But no, Blake had green hair in high school. And I was like, okay, what about Derek? He's like, no, Derek is so-and-so's punk-ass old brother. (laughs) I was like, you're killing me. And then we're watching Top Gun, and he said, what about Maverick? And I said, that's my high school mascot. And he goes, that's kind of cool. But, well, And I saw that it's one of the most popular names of this year. <laughs> the first six months of COVID, I delivered six Mavericks. <laughs> it's like, oh, geez. Well, you're here we a go. trendsetter. It's more popular in California than here, though. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Everyone's trying to do the unique names in California, and here in Tennessee, it's Oh, do they do weird names here? What's okay? What's I saw? Um, I'm not calling anybody out. 
I'm not I'm not saying any names because You're I'm not gonna say come on. Not not for here. I can say some for California, but for here, like I mean these are traditional names that they've tweaked or it's like people's last names that are fun. <laughs> She's shaking her head now. <laughs> she won't say them. I'm not going to say them here. But, you know, there's a lot of actual traditional names here too, which I really like. Yeah. That's um, – if I name my kid something – if I ever have a kid, it would be something more traditional, I think, just because – or name it Sophie after my your dog. dog. <laughs> I loved Sophie so much. <laughs> but I just love that name. <laughs> Steve likes Sophia, but I have a, a theory – of the syllables have you heard of this no if your name has more than two syllables you're dramatic which makes sense because diana shut up lauren (laughs) that's four (laughs) but so yeah steve likes sophia and i'm like well it's three syllables so no i have to tell you though having gwen which is one syllable you need more than one syllable because it's just really hard to name or to like yell one syllable. Gwen. Yeah. Yeah. I Where if you have that. like more like oomph behind more syllables. Maverick. Yeah. yeah. Sorry for yelling at you guys. <laughs> whisper yelling. That's really funny, actually. Things you don't think about. No. Naming things is so hard for me. Steve named Penny. I couldn't think of a name. I wanted to do Bo. Because our last name's Arrow. <laughs> but like, it just wasn't working for her. Like, she's not a bow. She's just too cute. So Penny. And then he named all the chickens. So we have four chickens. He named them? Yeah, he came up with their... He's so creative. He's so creative. But so we have Dolly, Shania, Reba, June. <laughs> June is my least favorite, so... That's why you forgot her. Yeah, sorry, June. She's just... <laughs> You guys have to see what June looks like. She has feathers on her feet. She's just like a big black, like, <laughs> I don't know. She, and she's a bitch. Like, she really is not the best. I tried to get Maverick to catch her. Today, he's chasing her around the yard, and I almost peed my pants. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, so Dana was four years older. My favorite was when you got your driver's license, and I was in junior high. And you, so I guess it was your senior year because mom and dad didn't buy you a car your junior year. But then senior year, they got her a Volkswagen Cabrio and it was the coolest thing. I actually went with mom to buy it. You did? And we surprised you. Yeah, it was really fun. And so she would pick me up from school, like pick me up from junior high with the top down. She had her boyfriend in the front seat. And then sometimes they would bring his best friend who's in the back i was in love with him you loved ryan sherwood sherwood yep i thought it was sherlock nope ryan sherwood if any of you are married to him (laughs) (laughs) tell him i loved him (laughs) i think he liked me back but it was kind of like the age gap was too big at that time i'm pretty sure he liked me I'm pretty sure too, Lauren. <laughs> Thanks, Diana. <laughs> yes, every time Matt and Ryan would come over to the house, like you were so funny. <laughs> I loved you were, it. You were kind of shy, but then kind of not. <laughs> then kind of wanted to be around, but then kind of shy. <laughs> it was, it was adorable and annoying because 
leave me alone. I'm with my boyfriend. Yeah, but you brought a third wheel, obviously, for me. <laughs> kind of. It was just kind of fun. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't reading into that. <laughs> Do you remember that one time mom and dad had the pool cover on the grass and then we hosed it down and then we were just slipping all over it? No. Oh, Ryan was there and you ran and got your bathing suit on and you were <laughs> slipping along with us. You were having the best time. <laughs> I bet Ryan was having the best time too. Well, you just wanted to see him with his shirt off. Ryan was hot. They were on the football team, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My high school didn't have a football team, which is lame. I shouldn't have gone to the... I went to the San Diego Academy. It was like the artsy school, but my mom was convinced that it had a better education than La Costa Canyon. <laughs> it sounds private. It wasn't private. But I... Yeah. I didn't... I don't know. I mean, high school was fine. I w- it would have been cool to have a football team, though. And then you were on the volleyball team. Mm-hmm. That was fun. But then I got cut because I was too short. Really? Yes. You could jump on that box. Like, that always amazed me. Oh, God. Can't do that now. <laughs> oh, I was a really good server and I was a really good um, back row specialist. But I could not make it over the net. And there is the tall girls who are like all just elbows and knees. <laughs> they can make it over the net. So poor little stumpy Diana, five foot five, got cut. I thought you were five six. You're no. five five. I grew an inch. I'm five four. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. It happened in my early twenties. I thought I was five three for good. And then I grew. Oh. Way yeah. to go. Way to squeak one more out. I grew out too. <laughs> that's the only way i'm growing now is out <laughs> maybe we're going down um yeah then we had a good childhood we have a brother alan he's in between us mm-hmm. but he's closer to my age so he like i did go to school with alan but yeah then you went to college you went to usf mm-hmm. san francisco not south florida oh yeah yeah that was fun i went and visited you yeah god i remember that one crazy I think it was a guy on the no, bus. No, it was a girl that yelled at me. Yeah, well, she just we were, she was sitting in front of us, and she turned around and looked right at you. I think you were 16. We were going to pick out your prom dress. Mm-hmm. And she looks at you, and she's like, devil, and <laughs> turns back forward, and then turns back around, devil child, <laughs> and turns back forward, and then this lady sitting next to us yelled at her, and she's like, you leave those children alone. Oh, yes. I do remember that. Oh, I loved that lady. I did, too. San Francisco, and that was that was terrifying. Two thousand one, two thousand two. God, I left shortly after two thousand two. It was scary. Yeah, San Francisco's. It's sad. It's like what happened. It was such a Nancy Pelosi is what happened. Gavin Newsom was mayor of San Francisco then. Really? Yeah. Did you know that Donald Trump's son? Like yes. Don Donald Trump Jr. is engaged to Gavin Newsom's ex. Yep. Which is like, are you just a politician hopper? Like it makes me question her, even though I do like her, but it does make you wonder. Like I think you can kind of switch political parties, but if you could be married to Gavin Newsom, who's one of the most despicable human beings. Well, she's not married to him anymore. She came to her senses. People can change. I hope so. Because oh. I do like her. What's her name? Kimberly. 
Gufel. Gufel. Soon to be Kimberly Trump. <laughs> it's easier to say. No, I did it. I looked her up on Wikipedia, which is totally credible. <laughs> but she was married to him before he was mayor of mm. San Francisco. So just when he was Nancy Pelosi's cousin. Right. Ugh, puke. <laughs> if you don't think the corruption runs deep in California, look at family lineage of all your favorite politicians. Speaking of California, I'm proud of you for getting out when you did. Yeah, so we wanted to leave. Steve and I, we started dating in 2014. And then by 2017, we wanted to leave the state. <laughs> we were so over it. So we looked at Texas. We looked, we did Texas first. And then we went to Nashville. And then we went to North Carolina. And then we went back to Nashville. And we were like, we just love Nashville the most. And so... I think we went to Nashville twice. I don't remember. But um, so we moved and everyone in our family was, like thought we were nuts because we left. Both of our families are from San Diego. But we just saw the writing on the wall. I mean, the taxes are crazy. Gas prices are insane. Utilities, people, politicians. Did we have Todd Gloria as mayor of San Diego at that point? I don't know. I don't think we did, which made your move even crazier because really we still had a, I mean, he was a rhino, but we had a Republican mayor of San Diego because that's San Diego used to be Republican. But then we have now Todd Gloria, who is a homosexual Latino. So he f checks lots of boxes, but he's destroyed sweet, sleepy San Diego and turned it into this cesspool of homeless and taxes, and it's horrible. Most of my friends have left San Diego. Like, I don't think, I think I have like three left, maybe. Smart. It's a hard, it's a hard decision, especially when you have kids, and especially when you have the support of your family nearby, mm -hmm. because we, grandmas used to babysit for us, Right. And moving away was exciting because a change is exciting sometimes, but devastating because this is home. Well, and that was our thing was like, we can't have kids. Like, you just work all the time. You won't, and we, that's like working to just pay our bills. We're not adding to savings. We're not like, we don't live in the house we want to live in forever. It was just not really the vibe but then if you have kids like how do you pay for daycare or nannies or whatever and then they'd have to go to private school because the schools in california i mean it's a joke now with crt and just all the things that they're shoving down your throats it's it's really they've ruined an amazing state and it's sad and and now what's happening in california after covid is all of the bay area Super liberals are moving to San Diego because the homes are cheap to them. And to San Diegans, we were just like trying to afford any home. Like you would buy a fixer-upper that's like 1,300 square feet for 950 And now, I mean, these to them, that's like chump change. So they were moving down and then they were electing super liberal politicians and just just, I mean, Encinitas is like a whole different world now. It used to be this really sleepy, conservative little beach town, and now it's it's very, very blue. It's blue. It's posh. It's 
I mean, I really enjoyed how Encinitas was just laid back. You can walk around in flip-flops and a t-shirt and shorts and be fine. But now I feel like you have to dress up for Encinitas. That's so crazy. I, I mean, I don't know about having to dress up to go anywhere. <laughs> People can say that about Nashville, too. And you just... But I do, I do agree that it's all of our favorite Mexican restaurants have closed, except Fidel's. I miss Fidel's. Fidel's wasn't in Encinitas. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, even Angelo's is gone, and Angelo's is like a staple. Yeah, Angelo's really. So, anyways, we left in 2019 in the fall, and then COVID started March of 2020, as we all know. <laughs> So when did you guys decide to make the move and why did you? So hmm, let's see. So we were blindsided by COVID, like most people. We initially, we heard there was going to be a flu, so we weren't all that concerned. And then being in the healthcare industry, they blew it up. People are dying left and right. Look at New York with their, what, refrigeration, I don't know, morgues, the mobile morgues. Which, was that even real? I don't know. I don't think that many people were dying from COVID in the beginning. I don't know. I See, I was so far removed because I was labor and delivery that, I mean, none of my patients were dying from COVID. Right. All my patients were healthy and scared. But, yeah, I don't know. They checked our temperature every time we walked into the hospital, which was a joke. They point this temperature gun at your forehead and it would read 93 degrees. <laughs> If I'm 93 degrees, I'm dead. <laughs> I feel so safe now. Right. Thank you for... I forgot about that. You're like, walk into a boutique and they check your temperature. Like, I'm here to buy a dress. Fuck off. Right. <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway, so we did the whole 2020 thing. And then Trump did not get to be president again. And that's when things started really changing for us. Like, this is not the state that we want to be in if there's going to be a civil war or any kind of, like, issue with regards to this. Because minus the craziness of California, but they also, they want to take your guns away. They want to, like, your neighbors are blue and will happily rat out anybody red. It was just really hard to be a Republican in California. Mm -hmm. Being a nurse that's a Republican was really hard, too, because... Everybody is talking about how terrible Donald Trump was and how wonderful Joe Biden is and the BLM and all of this. It was just heavy. It was so polarizing. Everything that year. It was the shittiest year. It was it was so rough. So in when Trump did not get reelected was the first time I went off of Instagram and Facebook and I'm like, I can't handle this. I'm. I love my friends. I love my friends. And I have lots of Democrat friends. It was making me not like them, which is silly because this is just politics. If, I mean, if the Padres were going to play the Dodgers, this is baseball. If the Padres are going to play the Dodgers. I will still love you even if you're a Dodgers fan. I mean, I don't agree with your choice of team, <laughs> but I will still love you. But politics is very different. And it was ripping apart friendships, ripping apart relationships, ripping apart families and you can just see it happening it was are you still friends with those people some of them yeah it's really interesting to me because I agree it's it's like 
it makes you question their morals as a person. Like if you truly believe that other people are basically lepers because they don't want to wear a mask, like how can you be friends with them? It's hard to argue an emotional argument. Right. But when the science comes out and they still want to deny it or silence it or censor it or ban those people from platforms and they won't question anything but these people are like the devil for some reason like do you remember all those doctors that were talking about was that hydroxychloroquine is that what yeah and they were like saying this works we've been testing it on our patients and it works and it's like let people try these meds if they want to try to survive this when it's been proven that the ventilators were actually killing people but like that's somehow safer than a proven drug that's been around for a while so the hard thing of being in the medical field is that we are taught to trust our doctors and then now like doctors are being taught you have to trust your older doctors and it's it's a trickle-down effect this is when things started really starting to separate for me because it's hard it's hard being taught being in this environment where yeah, medicine is good. Look how medicine, like antibiotics, can save you from uh, any kind of these major infections. Yes, of course, get the vaccination for your child because Lord knows you don't want them getting measles, mumps, rubella, because those are pretty bad diseases. Mm-hmm. It's hard to go from being so pro this to then start questioning it and then questioning it when nobody else is, is is even harder. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a part of the reason why I got off of Facebook and Instagram was because I am pretty certain that my feed was feeding me something completely different than my Democrat friends' feeds, and it was pitting us against mm-hmm. each other. And I didn't want that. I I love my friends. I love my community. I. It's hard to see somebody look as idiotic as they are seeming when they are getting fed that this is going to be this is good why no of course you don't want to kill grandma Mm -hmm. of course and putting a mask on is showing everybody that you care about them and don't you want to care about people isn't that what the whole point is of this is come together and care about everybody so they're probably getting fed like something completely different than i am and it's i don't know social media is just tough it's just tough well it's very toxic it, it, it is if you let it i mean it it can completely ruin you it can and it can you spend so much time and it's addicting they mm-hmm. make it that way and so you can't put it down if you do put it down then you're thinking about it and then you're reaching for it some more this go around i've been off social media since fat tuesday so i, I mean i'm not a practicing catholic but Hortensia and I used to do Lent, so I thought this would be a good chance to go back into it. Hortensia was my best friend in high school who sadly passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it took me a while to not reach for my phone. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like I'm finally there and I can actually today go back and touch my phone again and go back on social media and I'm kind of afraid to. I don't want to fall back into the trap. Then don't. I, it's so much healthier. I like that's one thing with my job is I wish 
it wasn't so social media centric because I don't like it. Like that's why I love having the podcast and having my YouTube and my blog because that's content where it do, it's not people have to search those things out. You can't just scroll through a feed and have it shown to you, but it's something you actually are looking for. That's nice. Yes. Yeah. But it's it's yeah. I took a break from TikTok and Instagram. Actually no, all my platforms last weekend or was it two weekends ago and like I moved them off my screen to the very last page and it's crazy how much you just pick up your phone to check like I like to check my stats and see how everything like how my posts are performing and stuff and then if it's not on the home page it was like okay and I just put it down instead of scrolling and it, I, I felt so good that weekend it's it's freeing I encourage everyone to give it a shot even if it's just a weekend give it a shot just take a break um, from time to time. I think it's healthy. But I think if, you're, if your job doesn't revolve around it, just get off of it. <laughs> it is toxic. I do like TikTok more. You never got on TikTok, did you? No, Trump didn't support it. I know. But TikTok is so <laughs> fun. Have I told you my theory? I think I did. I think you did. I think I told you guys, too, on my episode with Ashley where we talked about politics and conspiracy theories about the TikTok ban. But we don't support the TikTok ban because it basically enables – it's not just the TikTok ban. It allows our government to spy on everything we do online. Like any platform with over a million users, they can now access our information on. It's, that's every platform. <laughs> like literally they can just – that's basically giving them free reign to do whatever they want to us. It's terrifying. But. So yes. So Trump did not get elected. I went on Facebook, one of my neighbors, we were hanging out a lot because COVID lockdown was still happening in California, even at the end of 2020, actually even throughout 2021. And so we started hanging out a lot and she wanted to get her family out of California too. In fact, it was her idea first. And so we decided to do a family trip, the two of our families and check out other places. And I said, Hey, my bougie sister mm-hmm. is in Tennessee, and she's not suffering. She's She can handle the weather. Us, my friend Amanda and I, were both from San Diego, and you know San Diego has the most perfect weather in the world. And like if, if Lauren can handle Tennessee, we should check it out. So we did, and we went and we checked out Tennessee. And then one of my other friends said, you know, while you're in Nashville, check out Knoxville too. Because Knoxville is a little bit more low-key. And so we went and checked out Knoxville. Now, Knoxville, Tennessee in general, was not for Amanda. Really? mm -hmm, They moved to Alabama. Hmm. But Jesse and I loved it. Like, it just, as soon as you step off the airport, it just felt so good. Mm -hmm. So just nobody's wearing masks. Very few. Very few. There's still people, some places. But also Nashville is pretty liberal unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. But the trees and just, it's, it felt good. So anyways, if this was going to be our plan B, all right, things go to hell, move into Tennessee. Sure. Sounds good. Well then in July of 21, things went to hell. Gavin Newsom, the glorious governor of California said that every healthcare worker in California has to get the COVID vaccine. And I was not going to do that. So I was trying to come up with plan B and, um, 
plan B. Which is such a joke because you guys got through the worst of COVID without a vaccine saving your lives. Like, God. Right. The fact that people couldn't see that, like, oh, vaccine saves lives. You got this far without it. (laughs) You're somehow still alive. It's true. But he was still reading off how many people were dying every day. Oh, God. Do you remember on the news, like, the the death toll ticker. Yep. Which, like, they were – if you got in a motorcycle accident, they would also, like, test you for COVID. The fact that you had to be tested for COVID to know if you had this deadly virus. Yeah. I mean, that right there says a lot. But if this dude dies in a motorcycle accident but he had COVID, they would call that a COVID death even though COVID didn't kill him. So these numbers were super inflated. But people did not want to hear that. It's like they couldn't – grasp that these numbers could potentially not be 100% correct. They did not want to know. Well, it's amazing because the flu that year, the flu deaths were minuscule. Right. (laughs) They were like nothing. Well, and what's even crazier is from the years before COVID, more people died from the flu than people who died from COVID. Yet we shut down the country for COVID. Like Mm. it, it... I mean, it it's crazy. It's maddening. I could sorry. Continue. <laughs> it's all right. We were we were very angry too. So Jesse's job. Jesse is a civil engineer, and he was working for the city of Encinitas. And they were not putting any sanctions on his job. So the what was going to happen was we were going to pull the kids out of their they were at a Montessori school because again, public school in California is for the birds. Mm-hmm. Um. They were gonna pull the we're gonna pull the kids. I was gonna try to do a side business of helping women get ready for labor and then send them to my little precious hospital where my friends can then continue with the body positions and deliver the babies. Which if you guys didn't hear that last episode, go listen to it because it's really interesting. We talk more about that. And so so that was what we were gonna do. We were going to figure it out. And then August 1st, Jesse's company said, you have 40 days to get the vaccination. If you do not, you're terminated. This is the city of Encinitas, and people were working from home. The whole 2020, they were working from home. 2021, they were back in office. and Okay, so what's crazy is he could work from home. Yes. Oh, he was and if he, And if he was... Right. If he was getting called into office, then make him wear a mask or some shit. Like He don't... had to wear a mask. Right. So why did that work? And now all of a sudden you have to have a vaccine. It's just, it's so insane that, and that people just went along with it. So there was a handful of them. I think there were eight of them that were unvaccinated in the whole city building of Encinitas and they round them up and once a week on every Wednesday they would test them and it was Jesse said it was humiliating you know okay it's time for your test and you had to sit in this room and wait until your test results came back and then you can go back to your desk and continue your job no waste and didn't he have to pay for the tests or something or did the city the city paid for them no so your tax dollars were paying for that. Right. Encinitas. <laughs> so now I'm out of a job and I had to get a vaccination by October 1st and Jesse had to get his vaccination by October 8th. Fully vaccinated, which means two shots. 
we decided, okay, this this is it. We're not staying. We're not staying. All of the meanwhile, our daughter was going to start kindergarten and they were masking children in school. And we didn't want that either. So we went to many protests at the Ramona School District to talk about not masking children, five-year-olds. Don't mask the Mm five-year-olds. But yes, at the end, we decided that it it is time. So in a matter of six weeks, we sold our house, packed up everything we owned, kissed our families goodbye, and set off for our road trip to move to Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> it's so crazy to me. It was it was wild. You guys are a big help. I really appreciated all of the advice that you gave us for everything. What was the most helpful advice we gave you? What was the best advice? You guys used a pod, right? Yeah. So you said, and this was very helpful. Or a U-Haul. We did the U-Haul pod thing. Okay. So they leave a, a pod for you to fill, and then we hired movers. They filled it up and moved it across the country. Nice. Um, we did the moving van. and But the advice that you gave us that was really helpful was pack for two weeks. Make sure that you have two weeks worth of clothes because you don't know when your everything is going to show up. So don't just pack for the road trip. Pack for... Like, have a good array of clothes. Mm-hmm. So that was very helpful. Oh, yeah. And if you are, like, we moved in October. You did, too. Coming from California, October, to Tennessee, October, the weather is very different. <laughs> so we're, like, I brought my booties and some sweaters, not, like, warm clothes. We didn't own warm clothes, really. And so when we got here and all of a sudden it was freezing and we had nothing to wear, we ran to Target and had to buy a bunch of stuff. But another thing that I really suggest people do is make a pro-con list because you have to be 100% sure of why you're moving. And then after you move, when you're like, wow, did I make the right choice? You have your pro-con list to go and look at. Because if it's like I'm moving because some stupid reason, like I don't like my next door neighbor and my family, you know, we're not close, like something like that where it's just petty. Or if it's like I don't like the politics in the state and I see it getting worse, I can't afford to live here. A A pro is I love the food here, but a con is my kids can't go to public school here. Like to me, that is a higher difference than something stupid. But yeah. It's true. Something that I think everyone should know about moving. You have the first, the honeymoon phase where you're just excited. There's something new. There's all these new people. They sound adorable with their accents, (laughs) but it's, it's very exciting. And then that excitement wears off and, you know, life kicks in and then you start getting really lonely. At least I did. Mm-hmm. where I realized like there's really nice people here in Tennessee, but I didn't have my people or I didn't have my coffee shop that I can go sit at with my friends and drink the cup of coffee that I know is going to be exactly the way I want it. I had to use, I still do a lot, but I had to use my phone to navigate me wherever I want to go. I want to go to my kid's school. I needed my map to figure out how to get to my kid's school. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to eat. I don't know what the best grocery store is. It's overwhelming and uh, scary. And I did go into a bit of a depression, especially once winter set in and everything's 
kind of cold and dreary and the trees don't have leaves and if you're moving from san diego to anywhere where it's cold don't go in the winter <laughs> or right before it because it sucks <laughs> it, it was definitely a, a change yeah but then spring comes and it's, holy bananas spring is magical like it, in san diego springs spring but here, it's like everything turns green, the tulips, the flowers on the trees. Oh, gosh, the flowers, the dogwoods. It's amazing. Birds are chirping, like animals, squirrels are scurrying. It is precious. It is the best thing. And all... and the grass turns green automatically. <laughs> we don't even have a sprinkler system. We don't either. <laughs> what is this? Oh, gosh. Gwen used to say that I'm driving her crazy because I would just be driving down the road under, like, through these tree tunnels. Mm-hmm. And just, it is so green here. <laughs> and she's like, my mom goes crazy with green. Gwen's my seven-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. And the clouds. The clouds here are really cool. Do you get those fluffy clouds? Yeah, fluffy clouds. We have killer sunsets. We don't. I don't have a sunset here. Really? Yeah, it's like my my house is kind of at the bottom of a hill, and we don't have a sunset. If your house was taller, you'd be able to see it better. My little one-story house. I had to get a one-story house. I have joint pain. (laughs) Poor Seth. It makes it really hard to buy a house because most of them are two stories, but we found one. So we moved, and we took five days to do it. And we took both of our cars, so Jesse with his F-150, me with my 4Runner. We packed up our valuables into our cars and what we needed for the next two weeks. And everything else went on the big truck, and he took his own route. So it was fun. It was, I, I and really, the cats. Yes, yes. Oh, gosh. We, we got a kitten. Oh, I I got us a kitten. From Nicole, yeah. which... <laughs> Hi, Nicole. So Nicole is Steve's best friend, Dave's wife, that like they grew up together. And Nicole also fled California, moved to Idaho last year. Proud of you, girl. Yeah, but we all, we all left. So Nicole was also one of my neighbors back home and... I am so sad I didn't get to get close to her until right until the very end. Yeah, I introduced them and I'm like, you're going to be best friends. Like, just wait. And you're, yeah, you became best friends like instantly. She is the coolest chick. She has the coolest kids. She had the coolest alpacas and her cat had kittens. And I took one of the kittens. And we all thought she was nuts. Oh, God, Jesse was pissed. <laughs> We're like, why are you getting a cat? You're moving. Yeah. So the, the kitten's a girl. So in my car, I had my daughter and then the kitten. Uh, so we had the girl's car. And then in the truck was Jesse and Maverick and Thorin. So that was the boy's truck. And Gwen and I had the best time. Like We talked. We sang. We looked at things. She colored. Toriel was snuggly. Toriel's our kitten. She was snuggly. (laughs) It was a really pleasant road trip. I can't think of, I mean, besides Amarillo, Texas stunk. It smelled really bad when we pulled in. (laughs) 
Mommy, did you toot? No. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. And I'm pretty sure I got eaten up by some bug there. But Oh, my God. Can we talk about <laughs> oh, Jesus, the freaking Camino. Yes, fine. Okay, so when I was 19, it was my – I was supposed to start my second year of college, and I just wasn't loving college. I didn't – I hadn't figured out where I was going to live that year, and it was, like, summertime at that point. My mom was like, well, I'm going on a backpacking trip in Spain. Why don't you just take a semester off? And so – I did, and then you went. So the three of us went on the six-week backpacking trip called the Camino de Santiago, which is a pilgrimage. It's like historical, and it's it's supposed to be like enlightening and help you figure out what you're doing with your life. It was really fun, but Diana, (laughs) there were bed bugs, so we would sleep in hostels. We didn't know what that was. What bed like, bugs were. No, we didn't know. I was getting eaten up. Oh, yeah. Diana would like every day have more and more bump, bug, like, bumps. bug bites and like red bumps. And we couldn't see anything. It was only on places that were exposed. And so at one point, mom says, are you allergic to the sun? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> like it was mis- They were itchy. It was horrible. And then finally, we figured it out that it was bed bugs. And I had to sleep with. Socks, pants, <laughs> long sleeve shirt with hair ties at the end to keep them closed. Like my hood up. Like it was, you, I think my hood was up and then it was You probably infested too. all of those hostels. <laughs> probably. <laughs> she was like carrying them from hostel to hostel. One we of, had no idea. So bed bugs bite in threes. So we finally figured it out. And this was like before we had cell phones with internet. So we had to find an internet cafe so we could try to research what these bug bites were. But Diana, I mean, one day you probably had like 300 of these things. Mom circled every single one of them and counted them. (laughs) And then I was such an emotional little stinker. (laughs) It's like, mom says, we're going to take a picture of them. No! Don't take a picture of them. It's embarrassing. Yeah, Diana can be a little dramatic sometimes. It's like the joke in the family. It's true. (laughs) So what's funny about you being dramatic, actually, is um, I was at Rolfing last week, which is, it's like a massage, but they massage your fascia and it's extremely painful and horrible but it like actually helps realign your whole body and so every time he'll like do something and then he asks me afterwards how do you feel and I'm like I don't feel any different (laughs) and he was like do you tend to hold on to your emotions and I was like well yeah he's like are you emotional and I'm like no I'm sensitive but I'm not really emotional and then he was like was your mom emotional and I was like no (laughs) is your dad no and I'm like but my sister is (laughs) my sister is dramatic and I was like I think because she was older than me and I got to see the the drama emotion thing it just made me show them even less because it was always just like it was frowned upon in our family to have emotions and you didn't give a fuck (laughs) gave too many (laughs) you give enough for the whole family but it's really interesting because you just stuck true to who you were. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Despite our parents. 
It's just interesting the things like I'm really digging into what's going on with my body and by doing that because they say that your body holds on to trauma and just things over time that happen to you. And so as he massages it out, like I find that I get really emotional. But you're also on progesterone. Did that make you emotional? I think that's a question you might have to ask Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're being emotional. Extra um, emotional. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I have to reflect back and be like, oh, well, I could have handled that different. <laughs> but I usually... I. Yes, sometimes I can have emotional reactions, but I'm usually really good at apologizing too. You are, and you're you're nicer than me. Like I'll I just ice you out. Like if you piss me off, you do. I won't talk to you anymore. It's true. <laughs> like we've gone, we've had big fights where we didn't talk for like a year before. I know, and every single day of those years, I would just be so sad. Every time we didn't talk, I felt like we broke up, and it would be like. Breaking up with a boyfriend, and it was just hard. Yeah. But it's family. That's family. Family drama. Family drama. And look at us now. <laughs> Sitting in your beautiful office. <laughs> Hoping that the kids be quiet outside so we can record this podcast. <laughs> yeah, they just came back. But, no, it's it's... It's interesting having family because like with you, we've always it, like we weren't really close when I was younger. You didn't like me until I could buy you alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was really bad in high school. Like I was sneaking out all the time. I was getting drunk at parties. And like I had. Yeah, I just had way more fun. I feel like than you did. You were so good. I had a lot of fun. Just because Matt and I made lemon bars when we got home from prom does not mean I did not have fun. Okay. Lemon bars is not a euphemism for anything. They were delicious. I really want to tell the story about Matt. Don't you do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he was sweet. He was a sweet guy. Yeah, he was. So Diana would sneak out and get caught. I would not, there was one time I snuck out to tell my boyfriend to not sneak in. This was like before cell phones. (laughs) Diana, (laughs) she got, was this for, what, how old were you when you got your own phone line? Like 13 or something? No. 16? Diana had a pager. Yeah, that was freshman year. I still have no idea how to use a pager. (laughs) Those are short-lived. They weren't of our age. No. Yeah. But so Diana had her own phone line and it was like 756-D-I-A-N. But if you can hit the A, it didn't make a difference. Yeah. But like they got her like her own custom phone line. It's because they talked too much. They didn't want me tying up the phone. (laughs) She's talking to her boyfriend. No, but it's funny. Oh my God. Can we tell? I won't say names, but about your one friend who didn't want to lose her virginity. So she had butt sex oh god (laughs) can i tell that story yes so okay (laughs) so my friend was dating a family member one of our cousins don't say that that makes it too close oh well okay not an immediate family member (laughs) you already said it okay so my best friend was dating one of our family members we were all the same age we were all i think at this point 17 and I was over at um, our family house, and we decided to play Ten Fingers. 
And if you don't know what 10 fingers is, everyone spreads their fingers on the ground and one person at a time says something that they have never, ever done. And if you have done this, you have to scooch in a finger. So I say something like, I've never smoked a cigarette. To this day, it's still true. Mm-hmm. And my family member, would he scooched in his finger. Um, then he said, I've never taken it up the butt. And I remember looking and saying, what does that mean? And then my best friend scooches in the finger. And I was like, what? And he he had to explain it to me because I was very sheltered as a child. <laughs> and um, I was like, why? Why? <laughs> and she says, well, that way I'm still a virgin. <laughs> like, What? I'm 35 and I'm still never taking it up the butt. <laughs> oh gosh. I can't if, even imagine being I, 17. Well, she kept her virginity intact that way. I'm, I'm, I'll never forget that. Yeah. I know. But you were, you were like such a good kid, but because you were the first, you were in trouble all the time. All the time. And so I learned from all of Diana's mistakes and my dad had a security company. (laughs) So he would set up these little sensors around the house so you couldn't sneak out from our house. And so I would just walk into the neighbor's yard and then hike up through their backyard and sneak out. (laughs) (laughs) You were so much more clever than I was. I was, yeah, I was always grounded. I remember mom said, you're not allowed to babysit. I, I I didn't really want to be babysitting. I remember I was, it was Jenny. So how old was I? Like 12? And we were babysitting my next door neighbor. I should have never been babysitting. But um, Lauren is not very maternal when she was a child. Lauren's still not very maternal. I'm hoping that will change. <laughs> Except my pets. I love my pets. But um, my friend... So this little girl had my friend wrapped around her finger the whole night. And I was getting so over it because it was like she was just being such a little brat. And so she tucks her into bed. She reads her the bedtime story. I'm like, whatever. I'm, I don't even care at this point. So the girl convinces her to put a blanket over a lamp. And she literally lit this lamp on fire. We had to call my parents and like get help with the fire we started in their next door neighbor's house. <laughs> I remember that. That was traumatic. (laughs) (laughs) But also, like, back in that day, 12-year-olds babysat. I mean, me now, I would never, ever hire a 12-year-old. No. No. I wouldn't hire me. Like, no one even gave me a background check. Do you even like kids? I didn't. (laughs) <laughs> she didn't but she was really good with animals like you you were I was a good pet sitter well just you had a soft spot for animals everywhere you brought home Buddy that cat that nobody liked you know Buddy is Thorin <laughs> just want to let you know but yeah Gwen, Gwen. Buddy was he lived forever too <laughs> his name is Buddy because we didn't have a name for him because all of a sudden Lauren comes home with this kitten Because she had to have a kitten. I'm pretty sure we got Malcolm and Sophie because of you, too. Yeah, I got them at a horse show. I got Malcolm. I I was always bringing home animals. That's true. Nothing's changed. 
Stephen and I got in a huge fight when I brought home Penny without his permission. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I can marry you. This is before we were married. Like, I don't know if I can marry you if you're not going to allow me to bring home pets. <laughs> <laughs> I think I stayed at mom and dad's house that night. Like, we, that was probably one of our biggest fights. He was oh, so gosh. mad at me. He went out of town. Steve doesn't travel for work. He went out of town on like some conference. <laughs> he comes home and I have a dog. This is why Steve doesn't travel for work. <laughs> this is why Steve now also works out of the house, too. <laughs> You're not to be trusted. Yeah. That's like when we went to look at chickens. Just to look. We come home with four. <laughs> Aww. So Jesse, Diana's husband, is from Ramona, which that's also where Steve's from. And Ramona boys are really handsome. Like they're... I mean, everyone from Ramona is just, like, really pretty. It's, like, this little mountain town. Would you call it the mountains? The hills? Like the foothills? The yeah. foothills. I don't know. Just on the base of the mountain. Really? I feel like it's so high. No. Oh. No, it goes higher. <laughs> like, Julian's high. It takes, like, 45 minutes to get to Ramona from where we lived. But, so you met Jesse. Online. You guys went on Plenty of Fish. Oh, gosh, it was the silliest thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. My friend Rosie, um, I had been dating this one guy on and off for like three years. And finally, like I was over it. My friends were over it. Anyway, We were all over it. <laughs> my friend Rosie says, you need to try online dating. And I was like, no, no, I'm good. And she's like, I'm going to just sign you up. So she signs me up for Plenty of Fish, which is free and really I guess it was just for hookups but I wasn't looking for a hookup and I was on it for like a little bit Alan got married you brought Ian to the wedding you made out with his DJ I did I was drunk <laughs> my brother's wedding it's the way I got him to play mom and dad's song at Alan's wedding <laughs> you don't have to make out with people to get them to do things for you it's not like I did this everywhere <laughs> But mom and dad had this special dance for Alan's wedding, and I think Corinne said no, she's not allowed to do that. So anyway, I convinced the DJ to play that song so mom and dad can dance because they spent all this money on dance lessons. Corinne said no. I think so. Like he was instructed to not play that song. Oh shit! <laughs> but they're divorced. Yeah, they're not married anymore, Alan and Corinne. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so I went and I flirted with the DJ and then made out with them and then got him to play that song for mom and dad. Meanwhile, you're on Plenty of Fish. Well, I didn't talk to Jesse then. It was oh. when I came back from... Alan got married up in the Bay Area and close to San Francisco. And we came back and then finally I got on and it was like a full-time job, like responding because I felt bad. If they took the time to write to me, these men, then I feel like I should respond to them. And say, like, no, thank you. I'm not interested. Wow. You're so much nicer than me. <laughs> there was one guy who wrote me a whole letter in Spanish, and I almost tried to translate it, but this time I was just like, no. No yeah. hablo espanol. No. Diana dated a deaf guy. How long did you date him? About a year. She's fluent in sign language. Well, it's a little rusty now, but thank you. Yeah. So she actually dated a deaf guy. Yeah. That was fun. That was really cool. It was interesting. It was. 
he's a nice guy. We still keep in touch. You do? Yeah. Okay, so you're responding to all these guys. Yes. And then, um, so you're supposed to put a catchphrase on there. And my catchphrase was, I'm a sucker for guys in glasses. Because I think guys who wear glasses are just hot. I think glasses on anybody looks great. So you think Steve's hot? Steve's hot. <laughs> you dare a hottie. Yeah. Steve is hot. He's from Ramona. So, <laughs> anywho, Jesse writes back. Um, he's a civil engineer. And he says, I don't wear glasses. I have perfect vision, but I have a sunglass tan line. Does that count? <laughs> and I thought that was cute. So we started talking. And to be very honest, I thought he was boring. Because, like, it's just the conversation never got deep. But anyway, so we talked for two months. And then he invites me on our first date. And he's going to take me out to a semi-fancy date because I didn't want something fancy. And he's like, we'll do semi-fancy. And we we planned it. And I was going to work three nights in a row before we went on this date the fourth night. And the first night, I felt a cold coming on. And the second night, I was definitely sick. And the third night, one of the doctors came up to me and he's like, you look like poo. It's <laughs> like, oh, I don't feel so good. So, anyhow, I had to call off that first date. I said, I'm sorry, I'm sick. And he says, oh, no problem. I hope you feel better. Turns out he's a big germaphobe. So he was probably very happy to not be exposed to anything. <laughs> then we set up a date for the next week. And right before the date, my best friend who just had a baby calls me and says her husband got in a car accident. It's not terribly serious, but they took him to the hospital and she does not want to take the baby to the hospital. Can I come babysit? Yes, absolutely. So I went over to their house and I babysat. I told Jesse and he's like, oh no, friends first. Absolutely. I understand that is honorable of you. No problem. We'll, how about tomorrow morning? I said, sure. Okay. He's like, we'll go for a hike. And I said, that sounds great. Well, I stayed up real late and I slept past my alarm and I stood him up. <laughs> And so he, I have a couple missed calls from him and then he says, Hey, you know, I, I, I guess you're not coming. That's all right though. Uh, I'm it's the end of December. I would like to see you this year. That'd be nice. Can, uh, can we meet up? And I said, I'm so sorry. Yes. I'm working tomorrow night, but how about when I get off of work, you meet me at this coffee shop. I'm going to be in scrubs and looking all tired because I've been up for 12 hours, but you're cool to meet me. And he said, sure. So he drove from Ramona down to Mission Valley in the rain to meet me. And he took his glasses, his sunglasses off, and he has the most stunning blue eyes. <laughs> and we've just been together ever since. Aww. But apparently his family thought he was being catfished. <laughs> She's not real, bro. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot about all of that. Because you guys have been together for... We've been... That was 10 years ago. 10 and a half years ago. Wow. So crazy. Yeah. God, time flies. Now you so have two little kids together. We have two kids. We're in Tennessee. Um, Jesse does not work for the city of Encinitas anymore. Oh no. You should tell the story about how they fired everyone. Oh gosh. Yes. They gave the 40-day countdown, and you had to get two shots in 40 days, and we were not doing that. Jesse knew he shouldn't have done this, but he went and he told his boss that we are going to be moving to Tennessee. Nothing official, but we he had a ton of um, 
PTO. Thank you. He had a ton of PTO. So he was going to take a vacation. And we were the vacation that he was going to take was the day of the last day to get the shot. So he got it approved. His boss approved it. Good to go. All right. So our house is packed. We're ready to go. The moving truck's coming tomorrow. Today is the last day that Jesse is going to be at work because rumor has it they're going to fire everybody. So Jesse walks into work and there's sheriffs there. The police are there. And the police are escorting everyone getting fired off the premises. Not that anyone, like, these are engineers. Right. Like, they're the nerdiest of the nerds. <laughs> and the police are escorting them off the premises. And one of them's walking past Jesse being escorted. And he says, I got fired, dude. Just like, no way. So Jesse grabs the stuff that he already packed up and walks himself out. And then the police stops him and says, where are you going? And he says, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going on vacation. So he has an approved vacation. So he walks out. And we pack up the moving van the next day. We're driving out. It was probably day four because we were pulling from Arkansas to Memphis. And Jesse and I were on the phone. And Jesse says, oh, hold on. Roy's calling me. That's his boss. And so I'm on pins and needles because Roy should not be calling Jesse. Jesse's on vacation. Mm -hmm. And Jesse calls me back five minutes later. And he's like, I just got fired for abandoning my position. I'm like abandoning your position. He goes, I know, I'm on vacation. It's approved vacation. Like I was this approved vacation. But yeah, so they got him on technicality because Roy knew that Jesse was moving because my sweet nerdy husband did not keep his mouth shut because he was so excited. So he didn't have to get um unemployment. Oh, so yeah, so they because they fired him for abandoning his position. He was not eligible for unemployment. He's not eligible for a lawsuit for them firing him because of the COVID vaccine. So now, sad. He worked there forever, too. He was there eight years, which is a long time because we were 37 when we moved out here. That's so crazy that people were treated like this. It was horrible. Like, anybody... anybody even if you're listening to this right now, that if you were for people treating people like this, you're an asshole. That's horrible. That is seriously, this is the Holocaust. This is how you treated the Jews and anybody that wasn't the Aryan race or just insane. It's, it was disgusting. Disgusting. Friends turning on friends. It was people. Over a vaccine a year and a half after the virus started. Like right. if you were going to die... You probably would have gotten it by then. Can we talk about people we know who died that got it? Our uncle. Well, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, our friend's brother, who was a cop. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, he got the second shot, and then the next day he was on the call and couldn't breathe. Pulmonary embolism died before he got to the hospital. Had two little boys and a wife. Yeah, little boys as in like three and four. And he was forced to get it. Yep. It's really, like, it's truly, I'm sure there's more. We're just not. And then they, like, oh, they had a stroke. Well, why'd they have a stroke? Why would a. Why, why is a 35-year-old having a heart attack? Right. Like, things like that where it's just not adding up. And people that questioned this, we're wrong. 
It's insane. And now people are still ill from it. Yeah. It's just, I mean, history will not look back on this time period kindly. It's truly so sad. But so anyways, but you moved out to Tennessee. We moved. It was exciting and fun. And honestly, I have, I hate to say this, but I'm so grateful for COVID. Because if it wasn't for COVID, we probably would have stayed in that rat race. We had two very good high-paying jobs, and we were living almost paycheck to paycheck. It was... It's really hard to not do that there. It is. I mean, because the California state taxes, and then the federal, and then just gas prices. San Diego is huge. Most people drive 45 minutes to work, 45 minutes to pick their kids up from school. They're in traffic all the time. You, you rarely go to the beach because it's always packed and you can't find parking. You can't it's, find parking. It's a whole thing. Like, unless you can go during the week during the day, the, you don't really do the beach. It's it's not like this paradise that people think it is. It's beautiful. And it's what's great is now you get to go home and visit. And it's so different. Every time we visit, it's different. But it kind of makes me sad, though. It makes me sad. I get really emotional every time I go home. Like, I don't recognize my hometown. No. Yeah, our parents are moving soon. But we have friends, like, and I mean, Alan's new wife has a pension. Jesse had a pension. He had a pension. Yeah. So, I mean, people are, we, we say we're California refugees. <laughs> Jesse calls us the red reinforcement. <laughs> so one thing we've noticed, and uh, we please do not take this horrible, but... Tennessee is pink. We vote red because we've been voting red because my grandpa voted red and his grandpa voted red. And nobody really knows why if they vote. So Jesse is now a part of Knoxville for Liberty, a a group of patriots that really want to fight hard to make sure that Tennessee stays red. So people get really nervous when they hear that we're from California or they hear that there's a whole slew of Californians in and I'm so sorry again for driving up the prices and for all of the traffic that's happening we're if you're meeting a Californian nine out of ten times we're just looking for refuge Mm -hmm. but Knox for Liberty or any other patriot group that can help keep the state free is very 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 important to get a part of just even just to support with going and voting voting for the people that they recommend Mm -hmm. and Um, they they really sift through candidates so you kind of we're not voting in rhinos we're voting in actual patriots which i think a lot of just because you're voting red doesn't mean that person is gonna uphold your beliefs and that's the other thing is i i feel like all the social causes are getting in the way of freedom and, and so it's like, well, I need to defend this whatever because it's a social cause, I believe. And don't vote for social causes because social causes, at the end of the day, that's not going to keep you free. It's true. So, but yes, we're very happy to be in Tennessee. <laughs> it's once we got here, it feels so light and so happy. People are don't talk about negative depressing things all the time this the tennesseans are so welcoming Mm -hmm. 
They have the most adorable accents. <laughs> we don't really have those in Nashville, but if you go right outside of Nashville, everyone has them again. Oh, God, I love it. Oh, I have a fun story. My unit secretary at the hospital I work at, we had really bad frost and freeze over in December. So I'm leaving and she says, all right, honey, just make sure you drive safe on that ass. <laughs> I was like, what? She, she goes, just drive safe on that ass. <laughs> I'm like, ass? And she goes, ass. <laughs> ass? Ass. <laughs> what am I going to Ice. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love, I love it so much. It it is like it is like a weight is lifted though when you leave California. I mean, I don't know how to explain it to people until you've experienced it, you don't know, but it's like it's just better. Like it life is just easier here. And I feel like we're finally getting ahead. Whereas in California, I mean, it took us, we're almost four years in. We did have a lawsuit against our contractors, so that didn't help. But <laughs> I feel like now we're finally like financially comfortable, which is what I always wanted before I would consider having kids. Like that was just a big thing for me. And I feel like we're finally there, which is crazy because I'm 35 years old. Definitely thought I'd be a millionaire by now <laughs> when I was younger. Well. You were going to marry the millionaire and he was going to die and then you're going to marry the pool boy. That's right. I used to always say I'd be married three times. You did. <laughs> and then I never really understood like marriage and like what a happy marriage looked like because our parents aren't happy. Like they fight all the time. It's They're vibing each other out. Like I just never really, and they didn't have friends. We didn't have extended family over a bunch. So like I never really saw a very successful marriage I didn't understand that you could be married to someone and actually enjoy their company it's so crazy I think I was more of a romantic than you were yeah I never thought that was a thing I never believed it but look at this your husband's pushing my daughter on the swing while my husband's chilling in your backyard life is beautiful in Tennessee it's really it's so nice. If you guys are on the fence about leaving California, do it. And you're scared, or if you have kids, like her kids adopted so well. Oh, I didn't even talk about that. We had to put Gwen in kindergarten twice once when we were in California, and then we moved six weeks later. And then she had to restart kindergarten here in Tennessee, and I was terrified. I was terrified. I was so worried for her. And I didn't, like, I didn't know how she was going to take it. I cried that whole day. I was, oh my gosh. And she, my little warrior, walked in there and was amazing. And she walks out and I said, hi, how was your first day? And I was so worried. It was great. It was great. <laughs> my teacher is wonderful. I have so many new friends. Like, it was so good. And I feel like us mamas put that on our hearts way heavier than the kids actually do. Mm -hmm. The kids adjusted beautifully. Now she's going to be starting second grade in August and Maverick will be in kindergarten. And I, I am so thankful we are in Tennessee. Yeah. Although Gwen has a bully and it pisses me off. Oh, it pisses me off too. What a little brat. I don't know what to do about it. So this girl... She was Gwen's best friend, and now she's decided that they're not best friends anymore. 
Dude, this doesn't even matter. I'm telling you anyways. Because Gwen's still trying to hang out with her at school. And the girl's like, well, you can hang out with me if you give me your sandwich. So then Gwen will give her her sandwich because she wants to hang out with her best friend. And then the girl will play with her for a little bit and then ditch her. And Gwen's like, well, I gave you my sandwich. And she's like, and I played with you. <laughs> so she didn't sad. invite Gwen to her birthday party. Like this, if I was a mom, I would be so overprotective. Well, in all honesty, I'm glad Gwen's not going to her birthday party. I'm trying to see if I can drive a wedge between them because my sweet little girl wants to be friends with this girl. And I need her to see that this is not the kind of friend that you deserve. You deserve a friend that loves you just as much as you love her. Mm-hmm. And also your friend doesn't have a crush on your crush. Oh, yeah. Gwen has a crush on this boy. And now this girl has a crush on this boy. Just Granted, they're in first grade and they haven't learned the social norms yet. Still. <laughs> there's rules. <laughs> Now's a better time than any to learn them. That's right. I, so Gwen tried to have me play with her Barbies last night. Oh, God. She keeps asking me to play Barbies. And I'm like, okay, let's, like, what's the storyline? There is no storyline. We spent like 10 minutes trying to come up with a name for one of them. She didn't like any of our ideas. And then she just starts organizing all their dresses. So then I make up my own storyline that she doesn't like it. And I'm like, I'm not playing with you anymore. But don't you remember being little and playing house? And so you go into the house and you're like, okay, I'm going to pretend to be the mom and you pretend to be the kid. Does she okay. play like that? Yes. Oh, we've never gotten that far in Barbies. Oh, like, no. She, it's... it's her telling me what my character says. Yes. Oh. That's her. I mean, she just wants basically someone to watch her play. Oh. Sort of. But then, like, say something that so she can tell you no or yes. you're wrong. <laughs> you need to be a mom. <laughs> Maybe I don't need to be a mom. <laughs> this is highlighting that I might just shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, but this was my sister. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you're on the fence about leaving the state you're in, give it a try. I mean, you can always go back. That's Chances true. are you won't want to. <laughs> if that was our caveat is... We've moved before. We can move again. Mm-hmm. So we've, if it's hard, it's hard to do that move to actually get the momentum to get up and get out. And you're going to get a lot of naysayers. One person in our neighborhood, when they saw our for sale sign, they said, where are you guys moving to? And we said, Tennessee. And they said, oh, it's humid there. You're going to hate it. Oh, God. There's a lot of naysayers. Mm-hmm. Yes, the weather's going to be different than San Diego. I mean, Jesus, we were raised in paradise. Like, anywhere you go from there is going to be different. But I love this. I love it, too. I love, I love the season. Yes. Okay, well, I forgot one thing also. If you guys are moving, you have to rent before you buy. Like, oh, don't gosh. just buy a house online. Like, it, some people do, and they have success stories, but I feel like most don't, and they end up hating where their neighborhood is or they're next to some horrible freeway or whatever. They didn't see that when they were buying. Like, you don't know that area. I mean, even just one street over could make such a big difference. So take your time buying. Rent first. Totally true. We did that. We rented first. Our rental was crap because we found it online. But then we found our dream house in two months. So everyone's story is different. But yes, this is very sound advice is learn your area a bit before you actually purchase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. This was fun. This was fun. I like hanging out with you. Oh, I know. This was great. 
Thank you for being on my podcast. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. (laughs) All right, you guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Life with Lauren. If you enjoyed this podcast or it brought you any kind of value, I would absolutely love if you could leave me a positive rating and review. It means so much to me and it helps get the word out about the show. You can also find me on Instagram at lauren.arrow and I will talk to you next week. Thank you.